Red. What's up, bro? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report. As always, I am one of your hosts, Triple D, and with me as always is... This is Carlos D. Welcome back. We are back, people. We told you we were coming back. Last week was a little bit, you know, a little snafu, but we gave you two for one. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Like, share, subscribe, you know the spiel. Uh, Mr. Carlos, how are you, sir? Man, you know me. I can't complain about much. Just happy to see another week, another recording session, and just looking forward to another another good day. Uh, definitely want to thank everybody who came back to listen. Um, I know a lot of times when you go away for a while, it's been 10 months since, uh, I didn't realize it was so long ago, but 10 months since we yeah. had put an ep- episode out. So, you know, you always lose realize. people and listeners. Um, so I'm appreciate anybody that comes back and rocks with us when we take these long breaks. But we back. We'll be here. For the next 10 weeks or so, well, I guess about eight more weeks, and we ready to go. Yes, sir. All right, so as always, um, if you're new here, if you're if you're new here, be sure to, you know, after I give you guys the rundown, be sure to go back and check out past episodes. But uh, we here on the Power Post game, we go in depth. We we pull out the the uh, the, the whiteboard and the the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the screen marker, and uh, we go in depth. With our view of power, uh, last week was a little different. We you know we gave you the cliff notes because we were doing two episodes, but um, we're going into detail a little bit. I'm gonna try not to go too far into detail, like the color of Tariq's shoes in this particular scene or anything like that. But um, we're we're a little more substance um, over the wham bam. And, you know the wham bam works for some people, but um, we're pretty observant, and uh, that's what we like to do here. Uh, so we are here to discuss episode three of season two, the greater good. Um, let's just dive in. What were your coming off those last two episodes? Uh, how did you feel about this episode in general before we really go down the rabbit hole? Uh, I feel like I, I like this episode a little bit more than I like the first one. Um, not as good as I like the second one. Um, it was a good episode, but it just to me it got really either cartoonish. Uh, when it came to especially de- the mecha scenes, I, I feel like it was like a lot of cartoon villain type shit going on. Um, with him and then it was also very soap opera it was a lot yeah. of soap opera moments this episode and i was like man did we change from this being a you know a drug crime show to like one life to live or general hospital <laughs> but it was a lot of soap opera scenes in this one um but for the most part it was a solid episode i think i think it, it built a little bit on what had happened previously um and it set up some things for the long the long-term future what you think of uh initial thoughts same uh things get Things get hot in this episode uh, fast for quite a few people. Um, it, it, it The urgency ramps up a lot in this particular episode, which I appreciate because like you said, um, last week we only got possibly 10 episodes. I haven't checked the, the episode count for this season, um, but historically they, they usually give us about 10 episodes and uh, we don't have time to waste. Um, we got a lot of action to to put into these last seven episodes and uh they got to make every second count uh but i also do agree it did get a little overly dramatic in some parts of this episode um which you know i don't know if it's just creative choice or if whatever writers they have for this show have yet to find uh, a decent balance because i'm with you um, as we've stated many times before, when Professor Milgram's on screen, she feels like she's in a different show. Um, and when now, when Mecca's on screen, it feels like he's in a third different show. Like, 
it it's a it's a slippery slope before things just get too too dramatically different in in the same 60 minutes um but you know until that day comes we're gonna keep rocking uh you ready to dive in let's get it i'm ready all right so we kicked this episode off with Tariq walking into the belly of the beast um this was a really good way to to set up tension for a, a little bit of a misdirect but still tense uh we got Tariq walking into at first it looked like a a crime scene um but you know you get in we find out that uh it's a policeman's ball and uh other tate brother tate is been announced as now a detective which i thought was very interesting because he's now going to be unfortunately tied to uh rashad his brother's <laughs> uh shenanigans and i'm curious as if to he's landed himself a little spot in uh in the spinoff which i'd be uh, i'd be okay with i like brother tate um he's a nice little balance to to rashad tate mm-hmm. what did you what did you think about uh that that kind of misdirect as well as just the tension the tense nature of those police officers kind of you know what i'm saying muscling think, up on Tariq a little bit i think this kind of set the tone for the entire episode when it comes to especially the police interaction and involvement um you know because these police weren't later in the episode but we did have a lot of the other detective guy and pulling a lot of standard to police tactics and it seems like police tactics number one is always intimidation they're always trying to intimidate somebody or force somebody out of a situation. And I think that's what was happening in this one. Uh, when he didn't even know Tariq from a hole in the wall. But he was already telling him he didn't belong there. Um, right. You know. So that, that's always one of my. And I'm not no super anti. I hate cops kind of person. Uh, but this scene kind of points out what I don't like about cops in general. Um, mm-hmm. th- they're always so quick to forget that they are here to protect and serve us. And not dictate us. And, and boss us around as is you know, citizens, especially law-abiding citizens. And I, I think they don't know how to turn that off. Um, so this scene kind of set up that. Um, I didn't think about the fact that, you know, because I'm not a big Rashad Tate fan. Um, when they do do a spinoff of him, I, I doubt I'll watch it because I just don't really find the character too interesting. Um, but I, I I do like, you know, if that's the, what their ultimate goal is, you know, to build his show and build it, I hope they just do it quickly and get him out of here. Uh, just because I'm, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of the character in general. Um, you know, I like uh Lawrence Tate as an actor. I don't know how he doesn't get any older. Like I feel like he's yeah. still hairline is so crisp. He gotta be yeah. getting close to fifty. Don't look like he got a, a single gray hair. He still looking like the dude that was in Inkwell and um what's the John Dead's president. So the genes are fin- uh, amazing. And then his brother too. You know, they yeah. he looks very young to be he gotta be hauling at fifty too. I mean, outside of the, I guess he didn't get to keep the hair gene like uh, the younger Tate did. Um, damn, Mom. Right. He, he, he got the beard. He got the beard. Good beard. Good beard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, that, that, that's what I was ready. I, I mean, I'm ready to see what they're going to do with Tate long term. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't understand his role in this particular show right now. I mean, I understand Tariq is trying to find a sister, but I feel like it could be other means to that. The lawyers could have did it just as easily. As easily. Uh, so I want to see what they're going to really try to figure out a way to keep Tate in actively engaged in the show. Because I don't really understand his place right now. Um, I feel you. I think a lot of it is just they, I think they, they want to do the, the, the kind of right steps of getting him to his show without just him popping up with a show. Like, and by the way, here's Tate's show. So, um, 
I don't see him staying on campus for however long. I think he's going to find him find his way into that congressional seat. Um, but, you know, I think this is going to be his rise to it. Uh, sort of as a side, side, side story. Um, so from there, we go to uh, the meeting that we that had to happen once uh, the past two episodes came to fruition. Um, Monet getting her her quote unquote other her other two sons together to squash a beef that she didn't really know had already been to a degree on a business point uh, had already been squashed. Um, they meet up and they both play this very well, like to the point where I for a split second. I kind of forgot a little bit that these two have been working together since, you know, since the last season, since the last episode of the last season, um, which is just great acting on Kane's part. Um, and, you know, Tariq doing a, a good job himself of, you know, and also Monet just kind of being so used to being in charge that she, she wouldn't have picked up on it anyway, at mm -hmm. least not yet, at least. Um, Hi, what, what did you think about that scene? Uh, so two two things about the scene. Um, one is that I didn't. I, I keep forgetting the fact that they had put so much into this Tariq play. Um, talking about the Tahadas, they don't have anybody else moving their product other than this one eighteen year old college student. Right. Um, so I, I, you know, so that's one of the things you got to come kind of like. This would never happen in real life. As much as Monet talking that stuff, there's no way she would let all of her product be moved through one single individual person. Um, and have no other network of moving drugs. Um, so that, that was the biggest thing that I was kind of kind of popping this in my mind. And then the second thing was, sometimes the show does surprise with the writers because I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, Tariq is always going to all these, and Tariq makes yeah. a comment at the end, but he's yeah. constantly going to meetings with people. And, I, you know, I get it, you know, New York, they live in New York and they have a, a good tr public transit system. But these meetings usually be in places that seem like off the grid or like away from things. And he's constantly walking around. So I understand why he's always late to everything, because yeah. literally nobody ever offers to give him a ride anyway. I, I, dude, they make him meet in the weirdest places, the farthest off places. Knowing this boy don't got no car, and then nobody ever says, "Hey, Tariq, you want to go back ride back to the city, or can I drop you off somewhere?" They just yeah. literally leave him wherever they are, just drive off on him. Um, so I was actually when, when he was walking up, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking the exact. And same then thing. they, I'm glad they commented on it, and they made you know they're, they're actually making observations about things that don't seem to make sense. Within yeah. the landscape of the show, so I, I I like that. Yeah, as soon as as soon as one of them said this kid late, I was like, the nigga don't drive <laughs> at all. And then I was right there with you. As soon as like all I do for this family, again, nobody offered me a ride. Diana is the only person that get that kid a ride. Um, maybe Drew before he got shot once. I was like, yeah, they they really. And I don't know. It maybe part of it could be a whole thing of not being seen together. Mm -hmm. Um, but still, like I like, I'm with you. I like the fact that the writers was like, let's point out the fact that this kid's always late because he ain't got no car, and these this family of his stay leaving him to walk back to his his dorm or right. you know take the bus or the train or whatever. Uh, so you know that gives way to Kane rolling up to a party. Um, Mecca stowing a party for what's the dude's name? Uh, Nuff. Who's uh, an associate of his? Uh, that was that was quite the party. You got dead pigs with drugs stuffed in them, <laughs> uh, which felt like something out of a movie. Um, you got random naked chicks walking around. 
That's mm-hmm. always lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you? How did you feel about that scene? Before I get into it, um, so this one, I, the scene, like I said, it, it was very cartoonish, like evil villain henchman type of shit. When he just started choking the guy, and he like chokes up unconscious at a party, and I get it. They trying to, I guess they trying to set Mech up to be like the tough guy or the big bad. Uh, but it was just so comical to me that he's just randomly choking a guy sitting on the couch until the guy passes out. And I, I just don't feel like that would be a realistic way of doing it. Uh, you know, you know, even if the guy was talking like too much or running his mouth too much, I can say I'm giving him a beating, but the choking was just too comical to me. It, it, it seemed too fake. Like it was some type of uh, Dr. Evil uh, or, you know, uh, what's that movie? Even though I've never seen it. Um, I know it's a famous scene with... Uh, the Dark Vader, he chokes a guy. Oh. <laughs> but I think he does it with his mind or something. Um, but shit like that. It, it just seemed really, really comic book villain or, or villain movie, evil villain henchman type of stuff as opposed to something that will happen in the real world, which right. the show is supposed to be based in. But what'd you, right. what'd you think about it? Um, I'm right there with you. It it definitely got a look like, you know, a little 90s rap video-ish. Um, but speaking of evil villains... Uh, the chef is probably a little scarier than Mecca at this point because he's definitely like there's something going on with the chef. The chef is more than a chef. The chef is 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 got to be the secret muscle mm-hmm. that he pulls out when things get hot because he you know he had the wherewithal to you know what I'm saying keep Neff's mouth shut uh, when he was you know talking too much. He called the girls over. Um, but I think we're gonna get some action out of the uh, the chef at some point because mm-hmm. he's he's definitely more than a chef. Agreed. Um, and I peeped that too. Yeah, but we also in this moment we we get we get Kane kind of realizing that like oh I th- while this is probably what he's always wanted from the life he and he'll you'll he'll see it more as the episode goes on like he don't think he's quite cut out for this level of the life. Dude's getting choked out right next to him while no one else in the room budges. Um, but I, I also think he's, you know, I ain't mean to cut you off, but I think he's more used to being that guy than seeing mm-hmm. it happen to other people. Like he is the one when they having a big party, he whooping somebody ass, so he pulling the gun on somebody. Like if we go back to when we first met him, that's what he was doing. Um, if you remember when Tariq came to the party at Tahata's house and he yeah. was beating up some guy because I guess he was messing around with his girlfriend or something. Um, so I think he, I think he is kind of shocked by it, and I think he's so used to doing it um, that he's a little bit nervous. Um, he's yeah. not used to having somebody who has that much power of him, because in his own family he's the muscle, and they don't really, well, they haven't seemed to be able to interact with a lot of other families who would be able to put their hands on him. So I think right. he a little shook. Yeah, he found someone crazier than him. Um, well, that's on the same level as him, but way more intimidating right Mm -hmm. with much much more power uh so from there we go to whitman the worst uh i felt so bad for zeke in this episode we'll talk about it more as it goes on i mean he part of it is he's he's definitely being painted as kind of a dumb jock but as we find out at the end in the grand scheme of things he did what he was supposed to do it's just that he's so in the dark, which is where they want him to be to, you know, to, you know, to keep him safe. But this one particular time, he didn't have the info he needed to get himself out of this and not make things worse. Um, because 
you know, from where he's standing, like, he, he just got yanked up by some cop while he was doing his thing. And he he's not, he's connected to this, but he's not really connected to this. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to the scene later. But um, how did you feel about um, Whitman playing, you know, just straight up cop rules? I'm just going to throw out whatever bait I can to see if you can, if I can get you to bite. And um, he starts off with just pretty much just screwing with his, with his time. Yeah. Uh, trying to get him off count, off a, off a tilt. So, yeah. So from the start, and this is a life lesson to anybody. Don't ever talk to police. Don't ever cooperate with police. Don't ever let police hold you anywhere. Whenever, they, even if they just bring you in and they think they always, they trying to set you up. No cop is your friend. Um, so if they bring you in and any type of thing where you might be an even possible suspect, ask for a lawyer, uh, or, or his case, even though he is a grown up, ask for your, I think he only about 18 though. So he can ask for his guardian or his, who, who is Monet. He should have been saying that all along. He shouldn't have been saying nothing to that cop other than I need to talk to my mama or he don't got a mama, I guess, but I need to talk to my aunt Monet or I need to talk to a lawyer. I don't want to hear nothing else. And, um, I think. This shows his ignorance, but I, you know, I think they, they, they do too much to protect him, but they haven't caught him. It, it seems like they haven't taught him any basic thing. Cause I couldn't imagine any of the other Tahada kids being in and talking to a cop that long. Um, if this was Drew or D, uh, D or, um, Kane, they wouldn't have made these mistakes that, 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 um, Zeke made. So I think they, like you were saying, they don't do enough to protect him. They, well, they do too much to protect him, but they don't do enough to protect him from himself. Um, and you see that in the big scene, you know, I guess we'll get to it when we get to that point. Um, and he even makes that same comment himself. Um, but yeah, he just got to stop talking so much and shout out to my, uh, one of my homegirls said she was, uh, I was, um, she sent me a, um, some on IG and it was a, a parody of uh, basically Zeke and yeah. all the, his dumb faces he'd be making and all that type of stuff. When, when you're sitting in the car, the guy, <laughs> the guys reenacting him sitting in the car. Uh, I think he was sitting in the car, but he was also in the house. It, it was a long scene. It was about a, a, I don't know. It's probably a bunch of those going around. So we might be talking about the okay. same one. Uh, but she was saying that um, another part of it was, I was like, he, so I was like, I can't decide if Zeke is like the world's greatest actor or the world's worst actor. Um, because he either, either is fantastic or he really is just a big, dumb, goofy. And apparently she said her cousin went to school with him and he's not a big, dumb, goofy. He's just doing his part. He's acting like a big, dumb, goofy. Uh, Cause he definitely, every time I see him, he even got a stupid look on his face. He seemed confused, and I'm generally don't understand if he just acted really well or he's just literally confused about his entire life. Um, but uh, as far as the tactics, that's what cops are gonna do. They're gonna even try to be your friend. They're gonna try to trick you. They're gonna try to intimidate you. They're gonna try to do anything they can to get what they believe is the story out of you. So never talk to them willingly. Speaking of all of those tactics, being your friend while trying to scare you, intimidate you, um, Mecca does this to get a name out of uh, out of Kane, and this is this is really when you see because he didn't want to give up Tariq's name, mm -hmm. but this is when you really see that he is he is with good reason afraid of Mecca. Um, part of it is you know he does want to be a part of this this you know thing he's got going. But you could also see the intimidation of him. Like he's, he hasn't been intimidated by anyone that we've seen aside from his father. Um, but yeah, he he pretty much gives him the info on how they're moving the weight mm -hmm. and who they're moving the weight with. So, 
Now that's a whole new problem. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I, the, he, I mean, he, like I said, he put very little pressure on him. And I feel like Kane just kind of folded kind of fast. And I don't know, uh, maybe like you were saying, maybe the dude reminded him of his father so much or whatever it may be. But he kind of, I think he gave up that information a lot easier um, than I would assume somebody who is as seasoned as he, as he is in this would do. Um, you know, I feel like he barely twisted his arm and he was already giving up everything. Um, I, think, I think he's seen what he's capable of already between breaking Guap's finger like it's nothing um he knows what kind of reach he has well he has an idea he, he doesn't know how deep his reach goes mm-hmm. you know he, he yanked up the gtg dude off the street owns a helicopter um and choked out his his boy on his own birthday <laughs> you know what i'm saying his own birthday party and i you also gotta remember that like he presses him out over this and it ain't even got anything to do with him you know lifting weights at the moment but like he wakes up from being passed out he wakes up from being passed out and you know he's clearly probably hung over um and his the freshest memories that he has of this dude is this dude choking old boy out and then walking away with a smile on his face mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but yeah i think this is he he also kind of realizes that he's in a little deep with someone that's a lot like his dad but is not his dad Wherein his dad probably would have shown him a little more leniency, a little more mercy. He knows he's not gonna get that with this dude if he if he screws up. Mm-hmm. Like it's this is probably like you know him knowing that he's been in life, life or death could happen at any moment. But he's he's been so strong in it that like this is the first time that like it seems like he knows that death could really get me in the form of this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's definitely solid points of. I mean, I, I mean, I like to see where their relationship is going to go long term, um, especially once he learns about his mother mm-hmm. and uh, Mecca's past. I want to see how that's going to play out. Yeah. So from there, we get a quick scene of uh, Tariq meeting with uh, Child Protective Services. And pretty much that pretty much amounted to it's not going to be as easy as he thinks to get gas. Um, he needs to have an apartment and a steady job, steady income. Um, which for a college student, a college freshman at that, um, you know, we see, we hear those stories all the time when they finally graduate, uh, all the obstacles they had to overcome. But you also got to factor in the fact that Tariq is, is, is Daniel drug kingpin at this point. So he's got a little more on his plate than the usual person. Um, any, any, anything on that? You want to get right into, uh, no, no. I mean, I, like I said, you're not shocked by the fact that they're not going to give, a minor child to an 18 year old who's right. in college, you know, even though he doesn't, you know, I messed up, but they know he doesn't work. They know he doesn't have a place. They know he has no means to kind of care for her. Um, but I mean, I guess I'm, I'm uh, cause I guess they don't get any of the money cause they came from a wealthy family, like ghost right. died a rich man, but I guess they, even little Yaz doesn't get any type of allowances until, uh, I guess she's a grown up too. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much on the call. It was just a quick scene that we knew was going to happen. Yeah, uh, to set up for a later scene. Um, so we get our our introduction to the the title, the, the debate on the greater good, which I thought was a really cool scene. Um, without me going out into too detail because mm-hmm. I didn't take much notes on it. Um, I think that black guy was back though. I saw him in the background. You sure? They had a. They definitely had a black 
college student in there. I don't know if it's the same guy, but it was a black guy in the class this time. And it wasn't Tariq. I keep an eye out. You have to watch um, it again. But if they didn't give him no speaking lines, they... I, I feel like he's saying lines. something. Nah, that's not him. I no, it's a different guy? It's on my screen. It's a different guy. All right. Um, because they, they definitely giving these lines to Bouchandria. Oh, she getting a lot of action. Um, and these other these other side characters. Um, but we get Tate putting in his bid for uh, <laughs> in case he, he runs for office. <laughs> he's like, I got to get the youth on my side. Uh, which I'm glad was quickly shut down. Um, but we get a really nice, and I think that's one thing about these uh, these 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 debates is that they're all valid. Like they're while they help the show move along, like you could actually have long, probably heated arguments or debates on these topics because and everybody makes a good point from a you know whichever you know, direction they're coming from. It's a whole second black dude in here. It's, it's not him. It's not our guy. Um, any any feelings on that, um, including the part where uh, Lauren gets snagged and Tariq kind of bails her out? Uh, no, but I mean, I guess it was just nice of him to kind of help her out the way he'd been treating her for the majority of the episode. Um, but I do like these, um, these, these debates that they have. It does kind of take you back to college because uh, this is a kind of debate that you would you, I mean, not everybody has the same college experience, but we had these kind of debates depending on what the class was, um, especially if it was like philosophy classes or classes that was dealing with like, um, like I said, ethics and stuff like that. So these were the kind of things that kind of happened. Um, I like it. I think this would actually be a really good, if they, they can, and that's, a, I guess, kind of the, the gift and the curse of the show is, I think they could have a, a lot of different solid genre of TV shows um, if they just focused on that alone and they just kind of kind of put them into a big hodgepodge on one show because like the, the the college debate scenes could make a good college TV show if this was like the different world reboot I think right. this would be like a good thing um, so uh, you know I, I like that they can kind of be a chameleon when it comes to that kind of thing even though sometimes it also gets on my nerves because it kind of takes away from the source material and the, at, at the end of the day this is a uh, you know it's a crime show it's about drugs and um, violence and stuff like that, uh, but I like when they mix in a little bit of other stuff, which is all. Side note on that, uh, it was it was this scene I I like I had an epiphany um, where initially I would get I got frustrated because like I didn't like how it was the same kind of formula with each of these debates where everybody else would give their two cents and then it would the scene would end with Tariq wrapping it up in a nice package mm -hmm. um, but then i remembered that Tariq is a chess player and essentially what he's doing which is good if 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 i'm not giving him too much credit if it's intentional good on you if i'm doing the work maybe let me get a writing gig or something um but it could be i had the the, the thought of like he's not necessarily waiting to wrap up the scene but he's waiting to hear everyone's point so he can, you know, just like watching the field uh, before he makes his move, he being observant and before he makes his move, he, he sees where all the pieces um, are in play, what they're doing. And then because no, not too many people dispute him when he when he gets his last little lick in there, mm -hmm. not too many people dispute him. It usually ends with everyone being like, oh, damn, that's actually a good point. Um, so not sure. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, meanwhile, back in the interrogation of Zeke, 
uh, he pretty much accidentally burns Carrie. Uh, which noble because he's trying to protect her but also trying to protect himself because as discussed it ain't gonna be a good look when people find out that although an adult you're a student she's a teacher it's mm -hmm. still a bad look especially with you declaring for the draft maybe a day or two ago um he accidentally burns carrie and screws up her alibi right i mean it's another situation where somebody is expecting zeke to know stuff that he doesn't know Exactly. You know, she had been, you know, but I, but you see throughout the, the entire course of the show, she calls him. She's, you know, yeah. he doesn't have his phone. She, the guy, the cop took his phone away from him, and he even sees that she's calling him a lot. Um, so she did a poor job of notifying him. Um, but you know, you got to give him his credit too. He at least he's been a stand-up kind of guy because he could have easily just got himself out of there and just say, yeah, I was with her, calling it a day, and the cop probably would have let him go. Um, but the fact that he was thinking he's helping her out. It shows that he is a good dude at the end of the day. Well, he tries to take care of people who, who care about him or he cares about. So, you know, as dumb as he is, that is at least commendable. Yeah. And there's usually with characters like this, Officer or Detective Whitman, they usually die. Um, I don't know who this actor is. I don't know how long they plan on keeping him around, if he's going to get the sax treatment. But I see him going the way of Greg Knox, where his pursuit for the truth and justice, but also with a side of petty revenge, because that's clearly what's happening. Um, he's going after pretty much everyone the same way uh, Knox was going after um, Angela and and Ghost. Um, he has to die. Yeah, probably. Like, he, he has to die, like. He's way too. They're they're setting him up to be someone that we either hate like Sax, but I think like it's a love hate with Sax. Sax is a a lovable, hateable guy. This guy, I just hate his face whenever he whenever he pops up because I know he's about to be a dick, um, like without hesitation. Yeah, I mean he like new and annoying. Sax, we didn't seen you know seven eight years of yeah, and he annoying, but we kind of we know him, we love him. Is as annoying as he is. So it is going to be interesting to see what they do with this guy. I don't think this guy's going to be like long term because once they get past this Jabari, once they find out either they can't find a killer or not, he's not going to be like a thorn in the side like um, Sax was. We're just going to keep having a reason to come back. Once they, you know, I think he's kind of one and done. Once Carrie gets out of the picture, he'll go with her, wherever, you know, wherever she might end up, whether her, her, her death or her just kind of walking off to the sunset. That gives way to a couple of quick scenes. We get uh, Tariq trying to get some more help with getting Yaz back. Tate being Tate. And like, I need your end of the bargain to be upheld. Um, which, uh, you know, Tate being his usual slime bag self. He 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 makes the, the phrase young brothers just sound dirty. I don't know why, man. Like, he's just such a slimy politician. Mm -hmm. um, but we also get a quick little little rendezvous between um well first there's a quick text to bash which i was like okay bash gonna be in this season uh but we get lauren and i feel for lauren a little bit because she really wants to be a top priority but she has no idea that her not being a priority in his life right now is a good thing because she you know she don't know she she just don't know and i feel bad for the girl because she really does like the dude 
Um, but yeah, he got a lot going on and it's not like in a, you know, trying to be shady to her way, but, uh, it's for the best. It's, you know, it's for her best interest safety wise. And, you know, just life wise. Um, how did you feel about that? Uh, I think Lauren is kind of like, um, you know, Mary Jane from, um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. You know, and, and, and he's Spider-Man, living a double life. He want to be committed to her. But until he can reveal his true identity to her, he's always going to be unreliable. He's always going to yeah. be running off somewhere or not be able to tell her everything. And she's just going to think of him as like a shady dude as opposed to somebody just got a lot going on that can't that he can't necessarily tell her about. So I definitely feel bad for her. Uh, she seemed like a nice, sweet young girl. Um, and, I, you know, I don't... So I, I feel bad when... I feel bad for anybody who wants to be more to somebody and then they just don't ever get the chance to be it, um, no matter what the circumstances are. So I definitely feel bad for her. Got a soft spot for her when it comes to that. Um, but at the same time, at some point, and they kind of talk about it in a later scene, you got to be like, fuck that dude at some point. Yeah. You know, how many chances are you going to give a guy, no matter how much you like him, to keep messing you over? Even though he's never, in my eyes, done anything that's drastically horrible to her. Because, yeah, you know, they've never been in a couple. He's never done anything with, other than walking off on her or not keeping her fully engaged with him. Um, but, it, you know, he does play her hot and cold a lot of the times. And that would be internally frustrating if that was me. That makes sure me frustrating. And, and that's, that's why I feel so bad because he's not intentionally doing it. You know, he ain't, he ain't trying to be on no player shit. It's just he he's living a double life. He's Spider-Man. You know, you got to swing off and do thug spider-man shit drug you know druggy spider-man shit mm -hmm. so you know I, I felt a little you know i feel a little bad for him because he's not trying to do her dirty but you know it just kind of happens yeah so um brayden i these some smart ass college kids um brayden is a criminal genius bro he don't need <laughs> Tariq. he kind of he need to cut Tariq out of the up. picture they're really setting him up to Tommy it where he's just like, yeah, I don't necessarily need you for this anymore. Especially if Tariq gets flaky. Like he's like, wow, we got two back to back genius plays um, with, you know, with Kane and his, his heist and Braden with like this, this is going to have college campuses on edge. They're going to be, Searching oh, every James Bond shit, man. Yeah, they're gonna be searching every brick of their campus, you know, because this is this is genius. What did you feel about it and the fact that unfortunately um, they're being tailed by Mecca? Uh, I mean, as far as his his whole brick wall thing, I said, uh, you know, I was like, he is the criminal mastermind. He don't even need Tariq. He doing more for the business than Tariq ever does. To me, I don't know what Tariq even really kind of brings to the table. Because he just seemed like he always messing things up. Or he always trying to be like the drug kingpin. But I feel like he's always a little bit behind the things that's going on. Um, I feel like people like Effie and Braden have held it down way more than Tariq has to keep this business like up and running. Um, but that was like some, like I said, that was some criminal genius stuff when they when they broke out that plan. I was like, this is very James Bond, very secret agent. Um, so I, I already enjoyed that scene. Uh, big fan okay. of Braden. Braden is impressing me more and more. Uh, every week, because I thought he was just like okay. an annoying rich kid at first. Let me let me pose a question to you, because we we saw how 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 smart Tariq can be, especially when he was you know he came up with the course correct app and everything like that. Question: 
and another another telling of this show. Let's say Tariq isn't distracted with his mother's trial, her going into witness protection, um, Professor Reynolds' murder. Let's say let's say he doesn't have to deal with all of that. Let's say he he's in college cleanly, quote unquote clean, and just gets to be the drug kingpin he wants to be. Do does he show the same flashes of brilliance? Because course correct was a smart move. Like now, maybe he doesn't pull out the James Bond safe, but like, do we feel he's not he's not moving that much with the business? He's he's pretty much a premier at this point. Um, not even a premier. He's damn near. He's practically a distro. Um, you know, the Tejadas would be, I guess, would be the premieres. Um, with the connect and whatnot, Braden's clearly, you know, managing everything, but. If we took away all of Tariq's legitimate distractions, do we feel like he's do we feel like he shows the same amount of brilliance, if not more? Because I don't see them, even even if it does get to the point, you know, canonically where uh, Braden decides he's good without Tariq, he's still a white boy, and even though Kane is using him, even Monet's not going to deal with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Someone else might, but. Do we do we think if without distractions is Tariq just as brilliant, if not more? I, I, I'm trying to think about it because I think honestly, if he didn't have, I don't think he was. I don't think he would be selling drugs. I think he when when, when he was still in high school trying to sell drugs, I think he was trying to gain independence from his father. And I think when he started selling drugs in college, I I think he was doing it mainly because he needed to fund his mother's defense and now he's so deep in it he can't just quit the game because the, the Tejadas would you know they, they kind of own him um, I think he would just he wouldn't be doing drugs at all he would just kind of wait it out and just get his father's money because um, I don't think he I, see I don't know it's kind of confusing because they didn't do a good job of really explaining his motivation for wanting to be in the game to begin with um, other than just kind of getting involved with the wrong crowd because I think that's what kind of led him into crime you know he started hanging out with uh What's the what's the uh, Ray Ray and whoever those people that was robbing the white people houses and yeah. started hanging around with those kind of like those people and Kane and well I guess Kane kind of let him and we really go back I think Kane started him down the road of evil because he was okay. trying to get back at ghosts in them definitely and then he just kind of kind of took over it um hey I'm doing all this to try to answer the question would he be as good as he was I mean I think yes I think he has the mind I think he has a really good mindset when it comes to this type of stuff. Uh, like I said, he's often uh, uh, several steps ahead of his competition when it comes to figuring things out or getting ahead of them or, or manipulating them. So I think he would probably be better if he didn't have all the other outside of distractions because he wouldn't have to make as many risky moves as he would if he didn't have to try to find $500,000 or whatever it was to pay um, Davis or he wouldn't have to do go to the extremes that he's going to now. So he probably will be even better. So we get a quick scene where Mecca tells Kane that his way in to controlling Tariq, because that's their plan, is to gain control of Tariq, because um, he's pretty much their pipeline to the campus. Um, it's through Braden, um, which we we end up seeing. So we get a, from that quick scene, we get a quick scene with Diana uh, being given orders to go see Lorenzo, because uh, Monet is she's sick of it. She she tired. Mm-hmm. She tired. 
And that gives way to a quick scene of... I was yelling at her damn kids. That's a yelling mm-hmm. ass mama. Mm-hmm. We get a quick scene of uh, Tate trying to shoot his shot uh, <laughs> with Professor Milgram, mm-hmm. uh, but being uh, ultimately blocked by protect, uh, Detective Dickman, mm-hmm. which is, that's going to be his name. We drop in the whip because he's a dick. So Detective Dickman um, pressing her out, pretty much coming to gloat that her alibi doesn't check out. Uh, but we also get Professor, well, he's not a damn professor. Tate, we get Tate eavesdropping. So mm-hmm. now he's he's caught wind of it. What did you think of just those scenes in general? Yeah, this was one of them scenes that I wrote down in my notes. Extra soap opera. Because they had really <laughs> soap opera music. Uh-huh. The dialogue was really soap opera. The actor was a very soap opera. Um, so it was a, a, a very, very soap opera kind of thing. Um, you know, all the dramatic faces and Everything about it was very soap opera to me. Um, it's fine. I mean, I, I still don't understand what exactly is going on. If this cop really thinks she's involved, I don't know. I don't know why he's not pulling her down to the station. He seems to have pulled everybody else to the station to yell at them, except the person he thinks is is the most actively involved. Um, Tate, of course, is just being a sleazy slime ball, and just like the one person she, she's been able to say no to. Every other person she sleeps with on the show, so I'm shocked she has the. Pressure, the, the power to say no to Lorenz Tate. Well, I guess it's Rashad Tate, whatever his name is. Um, it, was, it was just very soap opery. Uh, but I, I, you know, I didn't hate it. It it, it did enough to kind of move the Zeke storyline uh, uh, um, along, which was I was much more interested in. It, it, but it also the confusion of the Zeke thing. Zeke is still at the station, but this guy's leaving. He's going all over the world. Right. At some point, Zeke got to be like, let me out of this place. Y'all ain't holding me. Y'all ain't pressing no charges against me. Let me go home. I didn't miss practice. I didn't miss uh, my family. I, I haven't had a phone call. Come on, Zeke. Be smarter. Uh, I think part of it is he's he's scared. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's trying to be... He's being overly compliant for a number of reasons. One, he's thinking about, you know, his, his image. Because he doesn't know what the police have released that he's in custody. Um, he doesn't know how much of his name is in this as well as, you know, just the real world terror of you can die while complying with the complete as a black man, hell as a, any person of color at this point, but especially a black man, a large black man at that. Like, I think it's just, he's, he's just, I think he's just scared. So he's, you know, he's doing what his what the hostage, you know, what the kidnappers are, are, you know, requesting, you know what I mean? He just wants to go home. So he's doing everything that, that they want him to do. Um, so we get a, we get a quick prison scene, uh, complete with subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this scene. I, it was tough. Um, because like, and kudos to, to the actress. I don't have her name in front of me. Uh, but the young lady playing Diana, uh, which confirmed it is Diana, because um, we've both been calling her Diane and Diana and a mixture of the two, uh, for doing some tremendous acting with very little lines, just just straight up raw emotion, crying on cue, um, and just having a very strong, short but strong scene. How did you feel about that scene? And why don't you go into... It leading into Monet and her big white fur and door knockers. 
Oh uh, yeah, so so the, the biggest thing I liked about the scene was the fact that it was all in Spanish. Um, I hate on the show in the history of the show where they we, we have a conversation with Spanish speakers, and then they'll start speaking Spanish one sentence and they'll start speaking English the next sentence. And I know people do that in real life, but it always annoyed me to no end. It's like if we having a conversation in one language, the majority of people just kind of continue a conversation in that language. So I like the fact that um, it was all in Spanish, um, that they were just talking about it. And then he kind of just kind of set his daughter straight when it came to, um, for whatever it is, it's always family first. No matter what we go through, no matter what this situation is, this family is always going to come before anything that's outside of the family. Um, so I just really appreciated the scene. And like I said, I think um, she did a really good job. Uh, just like I said, a lot of emotion, a lot of crying, a lot of connection with her father. And we don't really get a chance to see Lorenzo with anybody but uh, Monet for the most part. I think Kane did come visit him once, but it's mainly just kind of that. So I, it was good to see uh, an, another interaction with another family member. Um, so I, I, I love that scene. It was one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode, even though it wasn't very long and it didn't have like great well right now we don't know great ramifications on the total world right even though i think it might have because i think that kind of prompted her more to try to get her dad out which mm -hmm. is what we're going to see later on when she meets with davis and uh, white boy sax yeah and i i really like that you could see the pain in her that she wants to tell him what she thinks but i think part of it is fear of causing more tension or the fear that, like, she just might not believe him. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, kudos to that young lady. Um, yeah. Then we go into, uh, we said the next scene, we get to meet Nene Stewart. Yeah. Uh, in her fur coat. This was another thing. Man, Mary Jane's Bob was looking real good in this scene to me. I think. That's something I put in my notes. I was like, she was looking very beautiful. They, and I don't know what it was. They dress her the way. It, they, okay, okay, let me put it like this. They present her the way Keisha wanted to be seen. Hmm. Like a boss with a family, always fly. Mm hmm. Like, always fly. Like, I don't think we're going to get that Viola Davis pulling off the, the eyelashes and wiping off the makeup scene with Mary J in this show. Oh, no, I doubt But, it. like, they present her as, as on point a thousand percent every scene. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like you said, we meet Nene Stewart. Um, and this is where we get that, that push and pull where Monet is in power. Um, book two, Ghost. Uh, Dante is in something else. Like their dialogue. I, I don't know. It, not even their, their dialogue. His delivery and his presence, it just, I felt like it was the beginning of an R&B video. Mm -hmm. Like, his, you know, he's off to the side, but like, you know, trying to be all genuine and everything like that, but but also still trying to seem like he's menacing or whatever. It was... Yeah, this one was giving was, me a lot of reality TV or a lot of soap opera again. Yeah, he, he felt like, he felt like a villain. He felt like Lex Luthor, mm -hmm. you know, trying to trying to scoop it just I don't know and what's his name I think the actor's name is Daniel Sunjata I hope I'm pronouncing that close to, to accurate mm -hmm. but dude's a phenomenal actor but it's just something about his delivery and his scenes in this show so far that 
it's it's throwing me a little bit. It it seems like you said it almost seems a little too cartoonish. Um, so from there, we get Diana asking Tariq for a favor because he owes her. Why should not he just do this over the phone? This was one of them scenes they didn't need. Nice. Like, why did he have to come meet her at the school? He could have, if she wanted Davis's number, she could have called over the phone. Exactly. Make me mad. And it it was also an unnecessary. Like he's already in enough trouble with Lauren. Like I didn't feel like this was necessary. Um, I feel like he still could have set up his his need to take her somewhere. Um, well, to take her to see Yaz, but like this, it was an unnecessary move to make him look like a slime ball for bringing him bringing Diana to the spot that she showed him. You yeah, it made no know? sense though. Why would they just meet? Why would he take anybody up to the the the, the, the spot where they hide drugs. Exactly. He should have met her in her dorm room. Exactly. Even if she is the connect, she didn't know. She didn't need to be up there. Right. She don't even know that part about the business or what they doing in there. Yeah. So while that's going on, well, once that that gives way to the smoothest man in America breaking out the helicopter that we know he owns because <laughs> because we saw it, I was like, damn, like that's that's some. That's some good ass Pavlov's gun shit. Like they they introduced what seemed like a random helicopter in his his character introduction, and next thing you know, he's on a helicopter. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is another one that shit. was really reality TV. Like it was The Bachelor, and they oh, doing yeah. one day adventure dates. <laughs> it was just really cheesy that he was out flying around in this helicopter. They just really goofy. Downtown. They were flying over downtown Richmond for real, for real. Uh, might be. A... <laughs> oh man! It, while all this is going on, poor Zeke still getting he yelled. Finally at. remembers. He finally remembers to make the phone call. Um. Oh man! So this gives way, of course, to. Uh, well, there was a little bit of girl talk that we that we oh, scooped yeah. over. I called um, the gossip girls, <laughs> which I thought was was interesting. Um, that they know Shorty Girl that banged and got Zeke kind of hemmed up because up until this point, it, but you know, you know what's going to happen when you see her recording. You know it's going to come back into play. Uh, but they did a good job of putting a focus on Zeke's interrogation that you forget about the video and the fact that unfortunately it goes out while he's um while he's in 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 custody. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, dang, this, this is a bad situation. But we also get another one of those, you know, what is it? Pavlov? No, not Pav- Pavlov's dog. Chekhov's gun. That's what mm-hmm. I meant with the helicopter. Uh, we get another Chekhov's gun scenario where uh, Bouchandria leaves drugs in Lauren's drawer. Hold on, that was and, Lauren's room? Why did she leave her own yeah. room? Because she well, I don't know if they were roommates, but she definitely left. Why'd she kick but, them but, out? Well, here's the thing. She definitely knows that the weed is in there because she told her. She was like, I got you. But then she slid up what looked like a pill in there. So now I'm curious as to where 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 we go with this. Like, do we get a do we get a room check? Did she decide to use it? But time will tell. Um So yeah, we got we got all that. Um Then we get to we get to, to child protective services. And um, clearly, Burberry Q stopped by and dropped off a shirt for Yaz. Did you see the Burberry banner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, 
But what family does she have him with? That'd be super grimy. They would never do that. But like, that'd be super grimy if she ended up with uh with Burberry. Burberry Houston. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he fostered. I don't think he fostered home eligible. Nah, he ain't no way. Uh, but that would be hilarious. Um, but shout out to Wingman Yes with the immediate. She's pretty. Good job. Hey. That. So you got little kids around, little sisters and stuff. Good job. I never used that though. Seemed like a lot of work. Also, like when I watched it again, that little that little girl for someone that's supposed to be like nine or ten, she about she's almost as tall as Tariq. What? Oh yeah, is she? Yeah, I see. I don't really pay that much attention to her because I, I well, I don't really get caught up into the timeline of the show because I honestly don't know what year it is, how much time has passed, whatever it may be. I think they just kind of made it 2020, even though I don't feel like this original series took place over the time it actually took place over, if that makes sense. But um, this was a cool scene. I mean, I, I like to see how... Uh, I, I like the fact that Reek was able to let Lauren in a little bit more as to what his issues are. Um, and it makes him seem less like a jerk or less flaky. Um, the fact that he is being honest about at least part of his life and part of his life is going to be like, he's trying to help his sister out. I'm not just running away from you cause I'm an ass. So I'm not always taking these calls because I'm secretly got, a, you know, a bunch of holes running around. It's because I already got legitimate real life stuff that you probably don't have anything to deal with because you grew up, even though they both grew up privileged, you grew up a different kind of privilege than Tariq grew up. You grew up from a family that seems to have had long-term money for a while so you didn't have the struggles of being newly rich and all the stuff that especially the way that they became rich um yeah. you know it's just through drugs yeah but uh fun scene nice scene um i they they really did kind of drop the ball on yaz's age throughout all this uh because at this rate the girl's gonna be playing by next season she's gonna be playing jv basketball um, and I feel like she was a toddler when we first exactly. knew her, and now she's like um, nine. Yeah, yeah, but who knows? Maybe they'll, you know, add, you know, we'll just deal with it, and hopefully they they'll kind of skim her age up a little bit, because like, like I said, like I said in the last episode, ain't no nine or ten year old gonna, you know, just be like she's it's getting worse. They're not gonna have that comprehension. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what you've really been through. Like you're that's that's trauma enough. Like you're not gonna process it that mm -hmm. early. I see them phasing her out at some point because it's, it's only so I much they can do with a, a child on this show, a yeah, teen. Like as as noble as it is, he's not gonna be able to t take care of her. Like yeah. it's just that's just not feasible. It's gonna be entirely too much for anything else on the show to be reasonable. Yeah, uh, I think Tasha must Tasha must either the grandma gonna get her life together or Tasha gonna come back um, to get her. Or they may do a, a thing with it with Tariq becomes her guardian, but she like you know Judy Winslow. She go upstairs one day and we just don't ever really talk about her no more. We don't know what happens to her. But I don't I don't see a long term storyline for her once they get this CPS situation worked out. Uh, you know, it's not like she gonna eventually grow up to be a part of the uh, drug empire or whatever it may be. So you know, they gonna find a way to get rid of this little girl. So um, that gives way to the punch card, baby. Deal sealed. I told you he he has to he has to lose like a good seven eight times, <laughs> and then that punch card comes in handy. He finally sealed the deal with Lauren. 
after striking out oh so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, tasteful, tasteful scene. Yeah. But one thing I do appreciate, it was very quick, but I do appreciate him asking if he was sure. Therefore, cementing consent before proceeding. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. It's crazy to be living in a world like that, though. Yeah. It, man. That kiss was it's, making me uncomfortable anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, think, I didn't like to see them kissing. It was like, oof. Yeah. I think that's like another one of those things with TV. It's like we've seen this kid be a little kid. And while they are adults to a degree, they're st- to us, they're still kind of kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like once you once I got the context of what was going to happen, I was like, good for him. I thought it was going to be like that Effie situation where it's a little bit of kissing and then it cut. Yeah, they could just fade to black. This was a little. This went a little further. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The insinuation of insertion and some light thrust. That's I got a little uncomfortable. I was like, wait a minute, y'all not going to draw this out like like a ghost in Angela's. Oh movie. no, no, they're not that great. Um, right. Which thank goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I knew it. Hey, congratulations. I, that's his, that's just his cycle. That's his cycle. He, he got to lose a few times and the stars have to line up just right. Um, he need to go for the hat trick. Now he already got Effie. Now he got Lauren. <laughs> D is going to be next. At some point he's going to end up getting with her already right now. Um, it's funny. I, I listen, I listen to our episodes at least once. Just for like, kind of, you know, if anything's wrong with it, or if anything from my from my end, like quality, if I need to change something with my mic or anything like that. Um, and I was listening to last week's episode, and I asked the question: Is it bad that I kind of want him to bag his sister, Braden's sister? Oh, Braden's sister. Yes, that is bad. Okay. Yes, that that is bad. You you are not supposed to try to bag your best friend's sister. Oh no um, no! You, oh, you mean in terms of that? No, you shouldn't. The, yes. uh, there's certain people that's off limits. Exactly. And it's always exactly. exes, family members. Well, no, well, definitely sisters, cousins. Maybe yeah, you could probably sisters, hook up with a cousin. Sisters. Definitely sisters. But definitely sisters. Um, no sisters and so no we're exes. Clear, yes, that is that is. It is bad that I thought that. It is bad that I said that. Now, this being a fictional show, and these guys not being real, I wouldn't be too against. But in real life. Just no, no. That is a party foul. No. That is a foul amongst fouls. We know that you never yeah. do that. But you know, I feel like with the writing of this show, they could, I right. feel like they could get away with it. They could pull it off. Hell, Braden would probably Braden might mess around and be mad at first, but also kind of happy. Uh, but whatever. Um, so that could be his hat trick. Uh, after the helicopter ride, because apparently there was no service up in the clouds. Well, she probably just um, was busy. You know. You're on a romantic date with your long-lost partner for 24 years. You're not going to be checking your phone constantly. This is true. Making out on a helicopter. You think they did it? They ain't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did it. Did they even start kissing? I don't remember they even kissing. They did kissed. they kiss? Oh, did they it? Kissed. Shit. Yeah. They kissed. Okay. I remember that. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's not even really a question of like, you know, is it bad that she's stepping out with this dude? Of course it is. But she was already sleeping with Ramirez. So yeah. And that's why maybe already- they got understanding. Like, I don't know. I mean, he, he probably don't want her long-lost love from 24 years ago. But they clearly got some type of understanding when it comes to I'm doing life in prison. And, and I'm sorry. I had the same understanding. If I was ever going to jail for life and my woman was holding me down and still taking care of me and helping me with my legal fees and helping me with commissary, even though it don't seem like Lorenzo need all that type of stuff, she got a she got a free pass. 
I'm in jail for life. Do whatever you want to do, baby. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Um, cause I, cause I, cause if it's the reverse, I don't care if my girl going away for six months <laughs> in the county jail for DWI. That's free pass. <laughs> no, oh, no. Oh, I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna step back. I'm a, my name's Bennett, and I ain't in it. Oh man! But we get the quick uh, realization that uh, she missed a message from Zeke, so mm-hmm. she rushes off to to find him. Um, Tariq finds oh, out. Real quick, real question. So she doesn't know anything about Mecca's uh, criminal. She thinks he's just like a legitimate businessman. Yeah. Right? Okay. I picked up on that too because she was able to Google him. Yeah, yeah, that's well, what I was like. Was able, I saw that. Yeah, she, she was able to uh, Google Dante Spears. I, I think his last name. I think you're right. Um, so she was actually able to to Google him for real. Um, so we also get a quick blow up because Tariq finds out that Zeke is hemmed up, and I also forgot that his arrangement to I forgot about that part too. Stand. So I forgot he it was a secret. Cuz he don't seem like he ever help him anymore or they don't hang exactly. out they don't really hang out anymore. Exactly. It's when they were roommates um, and he was doing his work and stuff. Exactly. Um but unfortunately Zeke who was already messed up by messing up Professor uh, Milgram's alibi uh he he completely blows everything up inadvertently. Um and this is him to a degree, doing what he was taught after the fact. And again, like you pointed to earlier, he didn't have the info that he needed to adequately get himself out of this. He presents, what is it? It's a PBA card or something like that? Yeah. Like, I guess it's a get out of jail free card. Um. Yeah. I mean, you don't, that's not, not for everything. Yeah. So small stuff. So you get picked up for DWI. You get picked up for some type of, uh, minor infraction then normally you give them you know you let them know hey i got a connection with the police and then they'll let you get off of like minor stuff or they'll even call your even if they don't let you like they might not let you just walk out they'll call like ramirez and say hey you know this guy you know what we should do with him stuff like that mm-hmm. well he presents the the card of a dead cop a cop that unfortunately he does not know is dead um, I'm going to skip over that real quick before I get back to the main point about Zeke in this episode. Um, Monet comes in, uh, pretty much G's her way out of it. You know, he doesn't have to be here if he's not being charged. Um, the thing he should have been saying from the start that she, again, as a drug mom, should have, even if she don't have him involved in the game, she should have taught him this right. from day one. Right. Don't talk to them. Ask for your mama, daddy, ask for your lawyer, and then shut up. And then they got if they're not charging, they're gonna let you go eventually. But right. don't ever talk to them. They're not your friends. We'll we'll get to my point about how Zeke kind of Zeke borderline gets a pass for for this episode. Um, but on his way out, they run into Davis McQueen, right? Who right place, right time. Tariq calls in a favor, um, asks him to get him up out of there. Uh, Monet is obviously not having it, but he was smart enough to. To listen to the fact that hey, you need to go out the back door because the the media is out there heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but also being Davis out there getting his uh getting his time in the camera and throwing some salt on the wound of the police. Um, what did you think about that scene before we get into our final remarks on Zeke for the episode? Um, I mean, you know, Davis of course has been an opportunic selves. Um, but I, I was I was curious because at some point they got to figure out a way to get Davis more involved with the Tejadas as well. 
because um, I think they need to try to figure out a way to turn Davis into like Proctor. Um, because if he's not involved with he's he he has very little seemingly involvement with Tariq now. Um, they got to find a way to keep him in the show, and it can't just be the little sack stuff. But I think we'll see as we get into the you know the final scene with him and Sacks, um, how they're going to get themselves more involved with the Tahada family um, in this show moving forward. Okay. So, my my thought, my final thoughts on Zeke for this episode. Mm-hmm. It's easy to call him dumb because he, he comes off that way, but he's clearly a product of they did everything in their power to keep him as far away from what they were doing as as possible um he you know like you said he had no training but also he was able he didn't know all this stuff because he could have deniability um and i'm pretty sure growing up especially as he got better and better in basketball whatever sports he might have been playing i'm sure his his direct family his you know his parents and whatever family before he moved to new york um they probably told him like look if the police just comply with the police do whatever you have to do to to keep yourself on the court. Um, which is why, you know, which didn't shock me that he was just like, look, I'm, I'm just going to do whatever I can. I'm going to tell you whatever the truth is. And if I have nothing to do with it, I have nothing to do with it. Like, you can tell he's never been in this big of a, this tight of a spot before. Um, I'm pretty sure the only other time before that was when he got, almost got shot in the knee. Like, he's... He's the quintessential kind of, you know, good kid jock. Not not necessarily super bright, but, but also, like, just sort of living life. You know, doing what he's told. Stay out of trouble. Play your sport. Stay out of trouble again. Um, so it's like they kept him so far away from the street stuff that, like, you know, he, he yes, in, in the grand scheme of this show, he should have been properly trained as far as what to do when involved, you know, getting involved with the police. But also, in most cases, they 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 did everything in their power to keep him from not even having to deal with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I feel, I feel bad for him because the few, the little bit of instruction they did give him, he did. But because he doesn't know that Ramirez is gone, it came back. It's gonna come back to haunt them. So I do, I, I do appreciate that when we're in the car, and Monet is <laughs> calling, uh, <laughs> calling, calling Carrie community booty. I was like, dang, that's mm-hmm. that's harsh. Um, although the way they're writing this show, it doesn't seem. It sadly doesn't seem that far off. But like, I, I do appreciate the fact that like in his frustration, she sees that like, okay. I know this is this is bad and you know I know I'm mad but like you you did what you did because you didn't know what we know. You know what I'm saying? She's mm-hmm. not and she's going to to her degree she's going to try and fix it. Yeah. And I'm going to close to have a center come to cl- apologize to any of those kids. Yeah. And, it and it's ends the one up she always the one that's the... not her actual But that's what she actual she, job. she 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 treat with the most kid gloves though. Like yeah. you said she she she's like a, turned them as a hardened you know, or, or was in the process of trying to turn them into hardened criminals. And for Zeke, I guess because he has a skill set that the other ones don't have or that she thinks she can profit off of, maybe she has done a better job of treating him in a way um, so he that he isn't as dumb as we think he is. 
he's just kind of naive to all this stuff because they didn't properly educate him. Uh, you know, which is no fault of his own, but still, he got to learn. You can't, you can't be, because it ain't like he don't know what they do. He may not be actively involved, but he knows what they do. And with knowing what his family does, he should know enough not to talk to police about anything. Uh, so well, we can give him a slight pass, but not really. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. In in every here's the thing, he still he still held true to it because he didn't say a word about his family. Well, they weren't you know asking about his family. It would be no reason. But at to the talk same time, him. he made it a point to like you know, like I still think that's a good move. That like they made it so that like he was in a, he's between a rock and a hard place. So like I still think he he did in his brain, not in his brain, but like in his eyes, he was he was holding it down. Because aside from kind of you know dropping the ball on Professor Milgram, he didn't really give them anything. For real, for real, he didn't really give them anything. Well, he don't know shit. Exactly. They talked so to the like, wrong person. So, like to a degree, he kind of did the right thing. But like also, I think the only reason he kind of complied is because he he knew, especially in the in the position that he was in, he wasn't going to get out of there um, until he started answering questions. So mm-hmm. he at this point he's thinking about his career. Like, you know, he's seen his career flash before his eyes. Um, so from there, we get Kane putting in his work on Braden. And when I tell you, he got that boy with a Tommy move. He, he, he did what any other <laughs> big bad or low level dude in, in power book one would have easily gotten over on Tommy with. You make him seem like he's just a muscle. Like he's a henchman, a sidekick, and he he got through to Braden, mm-hmm. um, but he also Tariq him because he immediately had to skirt out on him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean he played his ego, which is yeah. you know a lot of people you want to, you want to get over on them just to attack something that they feel either insecure about or they over or, or they trying to overcompensate for, and I think that's always going to be his role, and maybe Tommy's thing too. You know, you're a white boy, even though it sounds weird, you know. In the drug game, at least in the drug game in this show, it's it's predominantly dominated by like black people, and you already look at, looked at as the goofy white boy who you know why are you here, you're not pulling your weight. So that's all he did. He attacked that insecurity, and he attacked the fact that, and we see it all the time. Tariq is always constantly um, yeah. bossing Braden around, or basically son and Braden. It comes um, up, yeah. And they talk partnership, but it's clear that Tariq is in charge. There's no real partnership, and it's, it's very it is very similar to Tommy and Ghost. Um, where one is kind of, even though they don't, they try to play it off as not the case, they know they're under the thumb of the other one. And so it kind of causes them to kind of lash out or get insecure about it. And I think, you know, he, they, they gonna play Braden right. Yeah, man. So, uh, we get that, we get that part popping off. Um, the seeds have been sown. Uh, things blow up. Things have blown up with with Zeke and this video, and um, everyone's on edge. So uh, Kane gets the news that that card is in the wind because <laughs> his dumbass killed which killed Ramirez, mm-hmm. um, and Kane decides to go see Tariq. Knock knock, mm-hmm. punch, which was. Just dirty. Yeah, at some point, funny. at some point, he have we seen Tariq throw a punch yet in this series? 
this universe, I should say. Now that I can remember, I don't remember him getting any any type of physical fight. Uh, he has to punch Kane at some point. I mean, yeah, man, you can't just somebody walking and punch in the face. And I get it, trying to keep the peace and all, but damn, yeah. I was like, this is over the top. First, I thought it was two bit. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, which would have been a nice, a welcome surprise. Because he still ain't getting that fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. But yeah, at some point, I mean, some point in in it probably won't be no time soon because I think they'll they'll have came around for a while. But at some point, these two are going to get into such a big confrontation that only one of them going to make it out of. And um, Tariq is the star of the show, so I think at some point, Kane is going to catch up if he keep bullying him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a bully scene. Uh, he just kind of make it be known. Look, if something happens to Zeke behind this mess, somebody gonna pay for the consequences, and that person's gonna be Tariq. Um, so it's more, I guess, it's just more onus for Tariq not to mess up anymore. I don't know how he's gonna, how they're gonna get Zeke from being, because now he's, you know, even with Monet coming and saving him, and Davis coming in and getting him sprung and all that, he's too heavily involved in this, this, this whole carry. Jabari thing um, for him not for it not to come back on him in some type of way. Um, we just got to figure out how that cop is going to make it happen. Yep. It's going to be interesting. So we get a quick scene of Diana um, showing her father's case to the janky lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they set it up nicely of them both being like, yeah, your father's a crazy, crazy man and he ain't getting out. I'm sorry. It ain't happening. Mm, excuse me um but that, that kind of gave way to like just the the way they were talking about it as she, after she left it was like they gonna mess around and figure out a way to get to get lorenzo out of jail uh which we see an end we see an end to that um after sax having another good night sax seems to be winning a lot more outside the ausa office it's like he doesn't deserve it but also now I don't want to say good for him, but also kind of good for him, because uh, he's been winning. He's been winning a bit more, just a bit. Um, he gets the in that uh, the guy that prosecuted, I'm guessing that prosecuted or the judge that tried that case was dirty. He took money from an evidence locker or something of that sort. I think he took um, drugs. Was it drugs? It doesn't really matter, but I think yeah. I want to. I mean, we we know that the prosecutor, the judge, was crooked, and now Sack sees a way out. Um, so I mean, I think Sax is also kind of embracing what his job is, and they even show when he looks into the mirror, like yeah. he used to think he was legitimately a good guy, uh-huh. and all the things he was doing, even though they were crooked and he was bending the law, working in the gray area, he thought it was in the best interest of. Public safety, basically. You know, I may be yeah. doing a little foul stuff, but I'm getting murderers and killers and drug dealers off the street. And now he's fully kind of transitions to the other side where, yeah. you know, I he's really helping bad guys. That. Yeah, I really enjoyed that shot of Sachs having a crisis of conscience. Um, because, like you said, he, the, despite the fact that he's grimy and he's used crappy tactics and methods to, to get his wins, um, he he genuinely feels like he was doing what he was doing for wait for it the greater good mm-hmm. um so like i like the fact that they they showed him looking in that mirror like oh shit like am i this type of am i this guy now 
Hmm. Is there any going back after this? Um, so, like I said, the janky lawyers they're gonna get they're gonna get Lorenzo out of jail. Um, so we I, that's gonna be a whole new level of uh, of tension, and it's gonna bring a whole new dynamic because I think I think they're gonna make that happen. Um, and the scene ends with Braden uh, meeting up with Kane to get that money that he needed uh, for this this document signing, and um, Kane just kind of solidify like help sow those seeds a little deeper that like yeah you gonna come over to the street side because right. it's fun over here and that's what you're really about like in the grand scheme of things as much as you like the freedom and 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 the rush you're you're still a kid you're, you're still a teenager um and there's nothing more fun than doing all this stuff and some bad joints in mm-hmm. the backseat you know mm-hmm. what i mean um so yeah, Braden is going to get in. Is He's going to be – he's definitely going to be in deep with Kane. But we also see, like you said earlier, another instance of Tariq beginning to to bring that wedge, the exact same wedge that was driven between Tommy and Ghost, where, you know, Tariq wants to do things one way and he's dictating to Braden and like, no, we're not doing – this other thing, stick to the plan. I'm smarter than you. That's yeah. how it's, it's coming off. I mean, you saw it immediately in the very next scene when he tried to reintroduce the fact that they, you know, get money with street and he starts yelling at him like he's yeah. his father or something, as opposed to they supposed to be equal partners. Um, and then he clearly setting them up some type of way, making him the president of that company. That ain't going to yeah. look favorably in his light, you know, long term. Um, but yeah, uh, you're right. I think that's going to be a big storyline as we move down the rest of the season especially in season two um how deep a wedge can Kane um drive between the two and ultimately is that plan going to work and help him control Tariq long term yeah because uh, I can see Tariq ultimately uh as much as he might like braiding and care for him if it's really going to interfere with his ability to stay stay in control or in power I, I, I see him cutting cutting braiding off in a, in a heartbeat as much as he is supposed to be his best friend or whatever so I'm interested to see where they're going to take this dynamic. Yep. And that's where the episode ends. Uh, we get new developments. We get Braden in doubt. Uh, we get Zeke in doubt of his future. And uh, yeah. Yeah. On to yeah. the next. Be curious to see what Zeke does long term with his family. Because I can see oh, him yeah. trying to, you know, really, really distance himself from the, the from Sahadas, especially, you know, as we move further down this line. So yeah, good episode in general for the most part. Some of it did get a little bit too soap opery and a little bit evil villain, uh, comic book yeah. mastermind evil. Um, but for the most part, I think it did a, a good job of progressing the story, um, tying up some connections that we didn't get to see in the past. Uh, so uh, you know, and leaving a lot of things for us to question or wonder about as we move down um, th- through these next seven or so episodes. So what, what were your final thoughts on it? A uh, much stronger episode. Very well done. Very well done. Um, the tension is 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 bubbling. Um, I was I wasn't expecting to see such a quick development in in the Lorenzo front uh, because I, I really think that you know they're gonna I think they're gonna get him out and uh, it's gonna create a whole new level of chaos uh, because his first order of business is gonna be to regain control. Um, of course, we still got to figure out this murder. We got to get Zeke clear. Um, you don't, 
you still don't watch the 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 previews for the next episode, do you? I did see this one, um, and I think I just gotta keep watching through the credits and it'll show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but half the time I just get impatient and turn it off, uh, or or I'll go on YouTube like later in the week and just watch, uh-huh. um, just because it's a lot quicker. I think the 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 most tell the, the main part I want to talk about is uh, we get we get Stern coming to the front lines. We get Simon Stern coming to the front lines next episode. Oh really? And I'm really curious about that because I think he's about to take on Detective Dickman, and Simon Stern seems like actual powerful. So like, I'm curious to see what that what comes of that. But all in all, strong episode. I think I think their pacing so far is good. First episode was a little slow. Could have been better. Um, I think the second episode did a really good job. And now we're we're kind of cruising right now. We're we're not we're not pedal to the floor just yet. I say by episode five ish, we'll probably be like getting close to that. But we had a we had a nice little speed right now. We in the middle lane mm-hmm. of, the, of a three lane highway. We in the middle lane and we kind of doing our thing. What did you think of it overall? Yeah, solid episode. Pretty good. Uh, so you know, I think they set up a lot of stuff that we're gonna see. What's gonna happen long term? Uh, the biggest thing they setting up is, of course, the Tahara release, because mm-hmm. um, you know that's gonna turn into a, a, a big nightmare between him getting back involved in the family business, this Mecca thing, because that's not going away anytime soon, um, and then just how he's gonna interact with his children once he's free. Um, you know, are they gonna fall in line, or are they gonna be like, "Hey, we've been doing this a while without you. Maybe it's time for one of us to step up." Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. They, they they setting up a lot of they setting the plate for a lot of good stuff down the line. Indeed. All right, Mr. Carlos, you want to tell them where tell people where they can find you? Um, on this platform, uh, POP Podcast on most things Instagram, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. I think it's one. Not that they shut down Google Play. Uh, yeah, it's done. Um, they they sold out to YouTube. Okay. Uh, well, still on those other things, SoundCloud, Spotify. Apple Podcast. I know it's definitely on there. So wherever you can find good podcasts, you can probably find this show if you want to listen to it. Right, what about yourself? The same, that's the same thing here. Um, off the Clock Pod. O-F-F-T-H-A Clock Pod. On all those other places as well as Instagram, Facebook. Um, kind of on Twitter. I need, I need to make better use of it. Uh, be sure to check out this episode. Share it. Comment. Like it. Subscribe. Share. 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 And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, we'll see you guys next time.